0: Thank you, and welcome to Ask BBB, a weekly program produced by the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Chris Lavoie. Chris is the Operations Manager with BBB serving Western Ontario. And Ask BBB brings you information from and about accredited businesses so that as a consumer you're better informed about goods and services you purchase or contract. The
1: Salvation Army kettles are as much of a part of the season as Christmas lights and decorated trees. Later, we'll learn how the kettles cope with COVID.
0: Food and the holidays go together like December and Jingle Bells, and we'll talk about food and your local restaurant with the manager of Fatty Patties.
1: Turning the tap and having hot water is something we pretty much take for granted, until, of course, it comes out cold. Our first guest this morning is John Finan of Finan Home Services. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning, guys. Fine and Home Services responds to our needs in heating and cooling, electrical and plumbing. Water heaters are part of our plumbing system. What indications that our hot water heater might need to be replaced?
2: Yeah, great question. And, you know, you're running out of hot water is probably the first one. Not enough hot water if you jump in the shower and your 10-minute shower that always was long enough to have hot water is now too long and you're running out, that's a sign that something's malfunctioning. You know, Rust-coloured water is uh, is also something that you don't want to see. So you see a little bit of that. And obviously, water heater for most people is down in the basement and it's that spot you don't really go and look at and if you do go down there it's piled with you know boxes and other things that we tend to store down there so it's always good to have a look around there to see if there's any leaking going on because uh, as often as not when we get a call with a leaking water heater it's probably been leaking for a lot longer than the homeowner realized so you want to get that uh, taken care of and then just in general if the Water heater is in the 10 to 12 year old range. That's about the time you need to start thinking about putting in a new one.
0: If we determine that we should consider replacing the water heater, what are some of the choices that we'll be faced with when we uh, are choosing a water heater? What are some of the considerations we have to keep in mind? Yeah, so
2: you know, one of the questions that people really need to think long and deep about is the rental option does it make sense for them to rent if you take the monthly fee and multiply it by the number of you know months or years that you're likely to be in the house take the time to cross reference that with what the cost of buying a new water heater is and the vast majority of times you know the rule of thumb might be something like 6 years if you're going to be in this house for more than 6 years the rental fee will far outweigh the cost of purchasing a tank Um, so you want to, you want to seriously consider that, you know, typically a water heater that would cost, you know, about three times what a cost of, a of purchasing a rental, a, a water heater would be if you, um, if you just went out and bought it and stayed in that house for 15 years. So take a good, good, hard look at that. Um, but Tankless water heaters are sort of the thing that is becoming more common with new construction, trying to meet some of the efficiencies the government's mandated. So you'll find that tankless water heaters are starting to make some real traction and, you know, give some consideration to that and speak to a contractor that can actually explain sort of what the benefits are to you in a way that makes sense for you. And if it makes sense, wonderful. If it doesn't make sense, and for some people it does not, uh, you know, at least consider that option, but certainly don't choose it if it doesn't make sense for you.
0: What are some of the situations where a tankless water heater wouldn't be appropriate, John? You know, it could
2: probably go in anywhere, but, you know, I have one at my house and and I can speak on some personal experiences with the water heater. So where I would be uncomfortable putting a tankless water heater would be um, where the water quality uh, is such that it's going to foul the tank quickly. So if you're on a well, uh, not municipal water, um, or your water is very, very hard, um, you want to get some good advice on on whether that's the appropriate spot for you. Um, you know, they work off of uh, natural gas. So people in the country that have natural gas can use them, but they also work off of propane. So some people in the country will have propane tanks and there's conversion kits to turn tankless water heaters from natural gas into propane. But the last thing you want to do is invest, you know, it's somewhere in between four and $5,000 to have a tankless uh, water heater installed, is spend that kind of money and then find out that it starts uh, acting up because of the water quality.
0: So what's involved in installing a, a tankless system and, and how does the cost of that installation compare with the regular water heater? Yeah, sure. Great question. So
2: the process is, is if you saw a tankless water heater, you would think, oh, this is easy. I can carry this into the basement by myself and screw it to the wall. And typically you might get that far. But a tankless water heater is roughly four times the heating capacity of the furnace in the house that it's actually in. So it's much more compact for its size, which means it's very sophisticated and it has to be maintained uh, you know, every couple of years at the very least. And it needs to be installed properly by a qualified person or it's going to foul up. But uh, the short answer is the gas line is usually needing to be increased. The venting, so the flue gases from the tank need to go outside, and it's much stricter as to where they go and how it uh, exits the house than it is with a regular water heater. So there are some cases where it just plain can't go in because the venting requirements are are too tight in a certain house. Um, but generally speaking, it can go in. And then in terms of the cost, you know, if, if you're familiar with a power vent water heater, which houses, uh, you know, probably since the mid 1980s have had no chimney plastic pipe takes the flue gases outside um, you're going to be looking at two and a half to three times the cost to put in a tankless water heater than a power vented water heater
3: so
1: john you said that you have a tankless water heater in your house could you kind of give us a uh, you know your opinion on on how it works
2: Yeah, no, great question. And I waffled back and forth as to whether to put one in the house or not. Um, You know, we've had it for about five years, so I've given it a good uh, run. And there's essentially four things that I think are valuable, um, but they'll be valuable to some people greater than others. So the first one is uh, let's talk about the efficiency. So the efficiency on a power vented water heater, like most people will have motor sits on top of the traditional tank and flue gases go out is roughly around 60%, sometimes a little bit higher. So that means that $0.60 out of every dollar you spend heats the water. With a tankless water heater, it's actually going to be 98%. So you're going to save roughly 40% on your gas bill, which, you know, if you were to tell me that, hey, John, save 40% on your gas bill. Do you want the deal? I would say, well, that sounds pretty good, but how much money does that actually put in my pocket? And it's, Different for every family, but roughly speaking, it's about $200 a year on your gas bill is the amount of money that you spend to heat the water with a traditional 60% efficient tank. So you're going to save um, about 40% of that. So you're going to save $80 a year on your gas bill. So when you look at the cost of the tank, say $2,000 for a brand new power vent, four dollars to $5,000 for a tankless, you've got some time to make that up. And over 20 years, it's probably going to make sense, but the money saving isn't going to be huge but it's there. Uh, the, the space savings is a, a significant factor, particularly in condo corporations where footprint is uh, is at a premium. So it hangs on the wall. It virtually uses no space. That I think is valuable for some people to a greater degree to some than others. Um, the other one is the fact that you just don't want out of hot water. So you've got a large family, like to take lots of showers like to fill up the bathtub you can turn the water on in september and turn it off in november and you'll have never run out of hot water so that's an advantage and one that sort of came to me um just recently uh with grandkids is that i can turn the temperature down of the water heater so the tank water heater that most people have in their basement has to be set to at least 125 degrees fahrenheit and if it's any lower than that you're going to possibly have bacteria growing in the water Most tanks will be set to be at 140 degrees, which means you turn on the hot water tap, you immediately have to mix cold water with it to bring it down. So, you know, if you think about this, you're paying to heat water up to 140 degrees, but then you're also adding in something to drop it down to a with a tankless water heater, you can actually just dial it down. So the tank at my tankless water heater at my house, I've got it set to 116 or 117. Might want to mix a little bit of cold water in it when the grandkids have a bath or a shower, but And I like that. And with the app on my phone, I can change that. And other than that, I think those are the things that people need to consider. with a
0: Well, John, you've given us a lot to think about with if and when we need to replace our water heater. And we want to thank you very much for joining us here on Ask BBB.
2: Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you, guys.
0: Our guest has been John Finan of Finan Home Services, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. You'll find him in the BBB directory under water heaters and other HVAC and plumbing categories.
1: After a short break, we'll return to plan your lunch or dinner.
0: Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Chris Lavoie. Chris is the operations manager with BBB Serving Western Ontario.
1: All businesses are impacted by the restrictions of COVID-19, restaurants and bars particularly so. Joining us now is the manager of Fatty Patties on Springbank, Tatiana Terevsky. Good morning and welcome
4: to Ask BBB. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for having me. This is great. So, Fatty
1: Patties is a neighborhood restaurant in a place where people have gathered since 1984. Um, tell us how the efforts to control the spread of COVID have changed things for Fatty Patties.
4: Well, obviously, we increased our daily cleaning protocols and procedures. So, in addition to the steps that we take to ensure staff are constantly sanitizing throughout the day, We've also contracted out a weekly sanitization that we have done restaurant-wide. So every area of the restaurant is done by this company. Um, they specialize in high intensity sanitization and disinfection. So that's something that we started back in July before we were allowed to reopen, just to kind of get the place set up and ready for customers to be back in. And it's actually something we have kept doing on a weekly basis because we, we want to maintain that safety for our staff, for our guests. We know how hard it is right now for people to trust in places, and, and a lot of them pick one spot to go out to. So we've really prioritized keeping that um, that contract going on a weekly basis.
3: Are
0: you able to hold any of the events that you had uh, done previous to, to COVID, Tatiana?
4: We haven't held any events since COVID started, which is very strange for us because we have done – everything from wedding receptions to celebrations of life to birthday parties and now we're noticing what a big hit that's going to be for us because we do christmas parties multiple times throughout the week for corporate parties and family christmas gatherings so that's it's going to be a big change this year
0: so does that shift things to
4: catering then We haven't done a lot of catering since COVID. I mean, even people's gathering limits within their homes have been decreased. So we haven't done too much of that, not like we used to pre-COVID, but it's always still an option. Um, Our food is larger portions and it's all designed to be shareable. So we do still have that option for people. If they want to contact us a couple weeks in advance, we're happy to work with you, pick out a menu um based on what you want and how many people you've got and we'll set that up with you if you want us to drop it off or you want to pick it up we still do it we just haven't done it as much since COVID.
1: so with the shift to takeout orders how far ahead should we place an order for a takeout
4: We accept pre-orders any time during the day that you do need the order for. But as long as you give us a call, I mean, we're pretty good with having you in and out and having the food ready within 45 minutes.
0: What are some of the things you've had to do to uh, accommodate the, the takeout orders, Tatiana.
4: We do a lot of pre-orders, so we try to get that out of the way and, and get that organized so that we can kind of pace our kitchen with orders. Um, we always did take out pre-COVID, but it just got insane some of the days that we had. Um, the, the kitchen can get overwhelmed. It is still one kitchen in a smaller space, so whether you're coming in to dine in or order takeout, it's the same crew back there, same space, so it can get a little hectic. Um, I think we changed our takeout containers about four times since this uh, since the big shift to takeout we wanted to switch to something that was more environmentally friendly but also something that would kind of maintain the taste and quality of the food and that was that was a big challenge we've got fresh cut fries that's what we're known for and finding something that you could put them in and keep them in on your way home that was a big challenge but we we are still quite busy with the dine- in and And our customers are pretty patient if they're waiting a little bit for their food to get to the table. They see the people coming in and out. We offer curbside as well so that things don't get too crazy inside. People are loving the takeout. We've had great feedback. And if you're comfortable eating at home and you still want to have our food, give us a call.
0: Tatiana, what are you hearing from others in the food and beverage industry?
4: just how challenging it's been on a weekly basis. It seems that we just have all these hoops to jump through every week, and none of these departments that are the ones doing the inspections and the the guidelines are are on the same page. So things get thrown at you every week. it's, It's a different opinion, it's different advice coming from every which way, and it just seems that whenever we are able to adapt, and we get comfortable with something, they throw something else our way. There's been a lot of challenges for this industry.
0: So we definitely want to be patient when we're, we're there. Uh, in, in general, uh, has the takeout uh, been kind of a replacement for some of the business? Is that something that you want to encourage people to do to keep restaurants uh, going during this time?
4: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a big portion of um, our sales now with COVID. It, it, we still do more with the dine-in. I mean, we've, we've got plexiglass installed at our bar, so we've been able to keep a couple bar stools as well. We are a large space. We can seat 168. I mean, now that's we've got half of our tables removed, but the takeout is a good portion of our business, and we're finding that um, a lot of our regulars, um, if they're still not comfortable yet with dine in, they come in, they order their takeout the same nights that we would have seen them eating inside the restaurant, the same meals. They're keeping that bit of normalcy and, um, it's whatever you're comfortable with.
0: Tatiana, we are, uh, conversing now through, uh, internet technology. Has, um, the social media helped at all in keeping in touch with some of your regular clients?
4: It's been a great help. Uh, we've always been on Instagram and Facebook, but we weren't on there too, too often before COVID. Um, since COVID we're on there every day, we're posting what our daily specials are. So you don't need to call or come in. You see what, if you see something you like that day, then you know, that's your day you're coming in. Um, we've been able to get reservations through that, um, get in touch with our customers, keeping them updated on our safety protocols things like that. We've even posted a curbside dog of the day in the summertime when we were doing um, a lot of curbside orders. So it's been great to be on there. We've met a lot of new customers, and it's been a great way to keep in touch. You can message us through Facebook. You can make reservations, um, ask any questions about the menu. Everything's posted on there. We've got our website, barngirl.com. Um, it's just been a great way to keep the daily daily specials going and and keep people interested and let them know what we've got going on.
0: Well, Tatiana, we want to thank you very much for taking time to uh, share some insight with us. And we want to wish you all the best for this season. We hope that 2021 brightens things up for all of us.
4: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here.
0: Tatiana Terevsky is the manager at Fatty Patties and accredited business with the Better Business Bureau. Who is standing next to that kettle at
1: your local supermarket or shopping mall? We'll talk kettles and Christmas next.
0: And we're back with more on Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Chris Lavoie. And we're joined now by Dan Miller, who is the Area Director of Public Relations with the Salvation Army. Thanks for joining us, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So the Kettle Campaign
1: is a traditional part of Christmas season. How important is the campaign to the Salvation Army?
3: Uh, The campaign is really important. It uh, helps provide the funds for providing a good Christmas to those that uh, are less fortunate and might not have a good Christmas if they uh, cannot get our support.
0: What are some of the precautions that you've had to take uh, with COVID?
3: Well, this year is really different with COVID. That's for sure. PPE, uh, personal protective equipment has to be used at every single one of our kettle locations. So that means that we're wiping down each of the kettle bubbles and uh, stands um, every time somebody donates. So we're using Lysol wipes or specific wipes that are cleaning or a spray. Um, every one of our kettle volunteers has to wear a mask. Uh, there's a, uh, That's policy for either Health Canada, that everybody has to wear a mask. So we ask our kettle volunteers to do that as well. And in some locations, what we've had to do is keep that physical distancing away from uh, the kettle stand. And so we put up a clear plastic uh, pull-up banner so you can see through it, but you're actually protected behind it.
1: What happens in areas of the province and country where, you know, they're either in lockdown or red zone restrictions?
3: um there we can't put the the kettles out the salvation army um in red zones you could still be out in the stores um because essential service is needed in those retail stores like grocery stores so we could put our kettles there but the salvation army has made the decision not to put the kettles out in red zones or lockdown areas primarily to keep all of our volunteers safe we don't want them out there um any chance of getting COVID so we're decided not to put them out. Now we do have something called TipTap. The Tip Tap device um, is a contactless device that somebody can walk up and use their credit card, their debit card, and tap on the device and it automatically donates five dollars um, and that's contactless so we don't need anybody there but it'll be on the kettle stand.
0: Are there other ways to make a direct contribution to the campaign, Dan?
3: Yes, you can go to fillthekettle.com and give your donation through that way, um, through the technology of the internet, and that will stay locally in the uh, postal code that it's donated.
0: So do the the funds collected in each uh, zone or area stay in that zone?
3: Yes, everything collected at a kettle in a, A city like London stays in London for servicing those in need in London area.
0: Dan, we want to thank you for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB this morning.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me and keep safe.
0: And may we wish you a Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas to you.
0: Dan Miller is the Area Director for Public Relations and Divisional Director of Emergency Disaster Services with the Salvation Army. And that's our time for Ask BBB this week.
1: Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBB Western Ont. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, tweet us at #AskBBB. And if you're interested in becoming a BBB accredited business, call us or go online to BBB.org/Western-Ontario and become part of one of the largest business networks in North America.
0: And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan, and
1: I'm Chris LaFoy.
0: Remember, Ask BBB
1: and start with trust.